Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, aka ADHD and D. Today, in our second session, we continue the story of Haskell, a tiefling rogue who has been taken from their home in hell, transported to a world they've never been before, and are just trying to survive. Okay, let's do this. Okay, so we're going to start out. So the very next day after the job, you talked to Temper for a little bit. Just told them the job went well. Nobody died, obviously. Um, you guys hid the the lockbox that you had found, like in your little hiding spot, and left it there. So, let's say it's about noonish. You've been helping Temper go about the morning prep, getting starting to work on some pills and stuff. Uh, you've been there two months, so we're going to say that Temper actually kind of lets you hammer out some things these days. Uh, nothing crazy, obviously. Yeah. Like horse, <laughs> you, you get to work on horseshoes and uh, very simple stuff. We love that. Um, as you kind of finish up and get ready to go have lunch, uh, Divi comes kind of hopping into the smithery. So they hop in and they look at you and they go, Hey, Haas, uh, so you want to start working on uh, helping me learn how to thieve? And they kind of wink at you. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> a tenter looks at them and goes, it's lunchtime right now, so so the only thing we're stealing is uh, uh, let's go get lunch. <laughs> Sounds good. So is Temper joining us for lunch? No, he, he goes and gets kind of... He has sandwiches, like kind of meat wraps that he, <laughs> he kind of eats every day. He like grabs a, a rolled up piece of like turkey and throw I, it on a bun. Yeah, I'd like to think that Haskell makes him little finger sandwiches. Yeah, that works perfectly. <laughs> yeah. But you have like he's a dwarf, but you have to make him like a dozen because he will literally just toss one entire one in his mouth and just eat it. <laughs> yeah. It and like he kind of just eats on his own. Does Haskell usually take lunch with him, or does do they just kind of uh, do their own thing? I feel like I want Haskell to take lunch with Temper. You and Temper kind of take a break from the smithery. You walk into the house, into the like. The coffee nook area. He has like a small table that probably sits like four, like probably just a, a square table with four seats at it. Yeah. And he sit, he brings out the platter of finger sandwiches you've made. <laughs> He's got a, a nice little collection of like he's got the fin- finger sa- sandwiches and then he also has like a, a collection of kind of like crackers and hummus. Okay, so yeah, he sets out the platter of like finger sandwiches that you usually make. He gets mm-hmm. out some crackers and hummus. Which is like a a regular thing that he'll snack on just because it's easy. Yeah. Um, and then he gets a cup of coffee and offers one to Divi and Divi kind of just shakes their head says no. And I, I imagine you and Temper kind of sit down to partake of lunch like you do most days, and Divi's kind of bouncing a little bit, like they don't want to sit down, but after a moment, they finally sit down. Mm-hmm. But you you can tell they're excited and that they're really wanting to get going on this. Yeah. <laughs> so Divi looks at you and goes, so, so what will be the first part of my training? Um, quick side note. Did we already agree to do the whole um, try and pickpocket me if you can? Yeah, uh, so far all you've agreed to was helping, like, uh, what was it? It was two nights ago. Oh, that's right. You told, that's right. You told them like, that you would be willing to help. start teaching them how to be a thief or kind of be sneakier and stuff. Um, yeah. So that way they might be able to join you on some jobs. Okay. And so okay. Y- yesterday you did went through your normal day and then did the job and now today it's they're finally they're ready to like push you. Get into it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So where do we start? What do you becoming sneakier and thievier and you know, all that stuff. 
Okay, well, I'd say we're not going to go, go, you know, go hard or go home. We're going to ease our way into this. And I think the best thing to start you out with is to see if you can pickpocket me without me noticing. And they look at you. Do you want me to pickpocket you? Yeah, I mean, what better way to see if you're sneaky enough than to pick, pickpocket a thief? I guess that makes sense. Kemper is kind of shaking his head, but he's mostly focusing on the food. Divi says, okay, so so do you have any tips for pickpocketing? Like, just anything out of your pockets? Should I, like, like any time you just want me to try to pickpocket you? You're not going to, like, accidentally stab me because you think somebody else is doing it, right? I promise I won't stab you. You can make an attempt at any point you see an opportunity and you you don't have to ask permission just go for it they nod okay so just pickpocket you and i can't pickpocket okay and this is just what we're going to start with right now i mean we'll we'll move on to more complicated things i'm sure once i pickpocket you like a pro of course yeah once you once you've got the pickpocketing down um we'll work on some other stuff i mean i'm not really sure how you are stamina wise or what your idea of being stealthy is but we'll figure it out she bounces to her feet from the uh the table and go all right all right just you wait i'm gonna have I'm, I'm gonna take all the things out of your pockets and you're never gonna know it you're never even gonna know i was there and then they they kind of run out of the house emperor uh side eyes you a little bit and goes uh, uh i guess at least they're uh excited about this yeah <laughs> you have uh something nope just just don't uh just don't let her get into trouble i guess i won't i don't i don't plan on having her do anything crazy until i know she can handle it yeah and warn her if she tries to pickpocket me that i will stab her (laughs) i'll I'll be sure to tell her (laughs) that that's great all right all right i've had my my finger foods as you like to call them. And he uh, he heads back into the smithery. I would say you kind of have a free game after lunch, whether or not you want to keep helping him or not. He doesn't expect you to always help him after lunch. You kind of have a free time if you wanted to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to meet with Beatry and Nort at the bar tonight, but until then you can kind of just do whatever you want. Oh, shit. Okay. Free roam? Yep, free roam. Let's see. Mm, there's like mostly shops around here, I'm assuming. So you're where Temper's smithery is is at the edge of the slums, basically. So Which if I'm looking at the picture is the bottom right corner? Yes. Okay. I would say that like triangle yep. area. Okay. Yeah, you can see there's towers all around it. Like, the city kind of keeps a close eye on the people who yeah. live in that area. Um, he's on the, like, we'll just say he's kind of on the western side of that. So he's, like, right on the edge where more upstanding citizens actually do come to his blacksmithing place and buy mm-hmm. stuff once in a while. But it's still a little too close to the slums for their liking. And yeah, so- I'm assuming. Haskell is definitely not allowed outside of the slums, right? Uh, Haskell, uh, there's no rules against people that aren't humans and dwarves being outside of the slums, but it is definitely a lot more... So, like, when you guys were going to the the house to steal from it, if you would have been caught, they probably would have thrown you in jail just for being a tiefling in the, the nicer section of town. Gotcha. Okay. But, like, during the day... You, there's another there's a market to the west that you could go and visit, but you will get a lot of a little bit more hostile than okay. what you probably like, but what is I don't know if you like have a specific use for all of the buildings that you put in because I don't know how nope. you build this thing. Okay. Cause I was gonna uh, say, what is that tower in the middle of that? When I first started this, I did have like Oh, I'm going to come up with specific uses for every city I or every building I put into this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, I'm trying to make it more abstract than that. So I'm going to put some interesting points that you might see, but does not exactly mean that there is something like I want it to be open for 
discovery and to come up with stuff kind of at the last minute. So yeah, okay. like are you are you talking the tower in the middle of the slums? Yes. <laughs> uh you can go and explore it if you want. <laughs> uh, yes, I want to. I want it okay. to be like Haskell's been eyeing that tower and they're like, you know, I've never been there. What's inside? You're leaving his house, we'll say. I want you to roll a perception check. And my perception is wisdom. It is wisdom base, yes. Okay, so I rolled an 18, so 21. Oh, cool. Uh, you step out the door, and you look immediately to your side, and you see Divi, like, kind of pressed up against the wall of the building, like, eyeballing the door as you come <laughs> I totally out. Trying forgot to be that's what this is for. <laughs> they, uh, well, it's up to you. Do you act, do you see them, or are you going to act like you don't spot them? Yeah, I see them. They 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 make eye contact with you to you and as much as the dragonborn can, they kind of blush and look away. And say, <laughs> I, I I guess I need to be sneakier than this. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> all right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> I believe in you. They, they kind of like they throw up their hood and kind of like saunter off to the right of the building. Um, <laughs> you see them peek their head out around it after sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, you can make your way to the tower if you want to do that. Yeah, I want to do that. As you make your way to the tower, you, you've you been through most of the slums at this point. You kind of explored here and there. You haven't spent a lot of time maybe this far into the slums, but you probably have walked the area just getting a feel for it. Yeah. Uh, as you enter like like the, the area around this tower, you can see that more of these houses are partially destroyed there mm. it looks like there was a fire here a long time ago and nobody's put forth the effort of repairing it. yeah you have like a house here or there that looks decent and you can tell people live there mm. but but a lot of it is just kind of empty and burnt out there's a little bit of wild growth growing around this area and i love that can... look in a city <laughs> oh yeah i know it's the best thing about core when yeah. the spirit world kind of comes into the city. That's so great. Um, <laughs> so you you're entering like almost like a wilderness at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tower just keeps getting bigger and bigger and you keep noticing behind you. Divi is following you. <laughs> you get the feeling that they might've taken the day off just to stalk you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we love that <laughs> commitment. <laughs> They are gun-ho for this. Mm-hmm. So, surrounding this tower is burnt-out corpses of buildings with growth of vines and a few trees popping up throughout them. And then there's the tower, which you would, it kind of looks like a fire reached its bottom and then decided not to touch it. And just kind of, it's it's it looks unused. It looks empty and you don't see much around it you don't see any activity in it but it also looks untouched so the fire didn't touch it nothing's touched it and it doesn't look like anybody's been near it in a while okay as a phantom rogue so this is kind of how i've been picturing it for the phantom a little bit at least for you Mm -hmm. is that you don't see like dead people all the time. You don't see spirits all the time, but you kind of have a vague feeling that they're always around. Yeah. I kind of picture it like you don't always see dead people, but when you do, they're kind of like ghostly apparitions that are kind of going about what you would expect their lives to be. They look yeah. real and en- they look real enough that you might be able to touch them, but when you try to, they kind of phase out. And for the most part, I would say they don't always interact with you. You can just kind of notice that they're there. Haskell walks up to this area, and this whole area has kind of been dead with the overgrowth, just climbing the buildings. And you make your way mm-hmm. to the tower, and you've been seeing a little bit of apparitions here and there. Kind of, It's daylight, so you don't see them much. But as you get closer and closer and hit the, the ring around the tower directly, you also see a lot of apparitions. You see a lot of people roaming this area, almost as if they were just kind of stuck here. Like they're walking like a horde of zombies that are just kind of moving a few feet and then stopping, then moving a few feet and stopping. And they're kind of like acting like they don't really know anything. They're, Jeez. <laughs> 
there's probably I would say there's probably three to four dozen that you spot spread out around the area. They're not like close crowd, but this yeah. is probably more than you've ever seen at one time together. Yeah. Okay. As you do this, you're kind of staring at this area intently. You feel a hand kind of trying to get into one of your pockets. Okay. Can I grab Divi's hand? Yep. Okay, so I grab Divi's hand and I'm like, you want to try that again? They jump a little bit when you grab them, surprised <laughs> that you notice them. And they go, ah, ah, ah. Fuck. All right. And she, they pull their hand back and they, they back off a foot or two, looking like they're going to walk away from you and pretend that they're not following you again. But they stop and they, they look at you and they go, what, what are you like wanting to climb the tower? What are you what are you doing here? Most people avoid this area. I don't know. It looks interesting. I mean, do you see what I see? Divi looks around and goes, I mean, I see a bunch of dead buildings and a tower in the middle of the area of the like this opening. I, do you see something else? And they look at you quickly. I do. I think there's something special about this tower. Do you want to? Go on a little adventure with me? Divi blanches at first and kind of pulls back, like, and then, like, squares their shoulders and goes, yeah, let's do this. I want to be an adventurer. Let's do this. Silencio Bruno. They almost start off toward the tower without you and then, like, pause and, like, oh, yeah, you, you can lead the way. Probably a good idea. Can I approach the door? You approach the door, uh... You can tell that the building seems sturdy. It doesn't seem like it's been, it's going to fall down around you. You look around, and as you approach the door, do you go to open it? Yes. Um, Also, do any of the spirits seem to acknowledge me at all? Funny that you mention that. As you put, you, you put your hand on the door and kind of glance around real quick to see if anybody's noticing, and you notice that, as you make contact with the door, the closest, like, three or four spirits all, like, look up and look directly at you. Nope. <laughs> and, like, they stop doing whatever they're doing, and they stare directly at you, like, they're waiting for you to do something. Nice. I got an audience. All right. Try to open it. Uh, give me a strength check. Oh, my strength is awful. This is not going to be good. <laughs> I got a two, and my strength is minus one, so I got a one. You push on it, and you're like, this door isn't budging. So you like quickly slam your shoulder against it, and you kind of bounce off the door. You bruise your shoulder a little bit, but it does not budge. Love that. I ask Divi if she'd be willing to open the door. She looks at you and goes, "Ah, well, I guess. I mean, you're assuming I'm stronger than you or something. I fully believe that you're stronger than me. (laughs) Divi walks up, looks at the door, kind of sizes it up, and then gives it a kick, and it it pushes open. Not a ton, but it definitely props open, I would say, about a good 6 to 12 inches. Like it's maybe jammed on the other side. And she just pushed it a little bit in. Definitely not big enough for Haskell to fit through, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably not. You're pretty you're actually pretty big, aren't you? Like five six, five seven or something? Five eight. I knew that they were tall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Um is there it's probably dark in there. Do you have dark vision? I do. I do. Yes, I do. All right, I want to peek okay. in. Uh, you peek your head into the building and you see a empty room. Uh, it's a very thick layer of what appears to be dust and ash. Um, that seems to be what's holding the door shut, basically, is that there is just a probably a six inch thick layer of dust and ash that go above the door. Nice. Yeah, so you you and Debbie could probably push it open enough to get inside. Um, okay, and, yeah, let's well, do that. Okay, so Debbie kind of moves up beside you, and you guys give it a shove. I'm not going to make you roll for that, just because it is. <laughs> and you guys push into this room that is... You kick up a ton of dust and dirt. Debbie kind of squints as they go in, and they look around. And they're like, well, this seems underwhelming. Don't make that assumption just yet. They look at you and go, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not 
Yeah, okay. It doesn't look underwhelming. It looks like it could be full of adventure. All right, now, listen here. <laughs> what does the room look like? Well, like I said, it's very empty. There's no furniture in it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very plain. There doesn't seem to be anything on the walls. No, no um, sconces with torches or anything of that sort at all. It just seems to be an open entryway to this building. Okay. So I'm assuming then there's just one door to go through? Yep. Let's go through that. As you push your way into the building and kind of move, like, you're kind of stepping and, like, kind of sinking into this ashen, dusty area. And since the door is open for the first time in a long time, the the air is kind of flowing into it and it seems to kick up more dust. Divi goes and covers her her face with, like, a bandana to keep it the dust out of her lungs and as you walk and and you push on the next door and it opens up pretty easily uh you glance back for a second and as you glance back entering this new room you see a few of these spirits that were watching you outside standing in the doorway to the building now watching you more intently and as you move into the next room they kind of phase some of them phase to the wall coming into that empty room you just left you enter the next room, and there's a table set up in the middle, and it's a fairly large, probably 50 by 50 foot room, rectangular table with chairs all set up, and there seems to be a place set at every ch- table or at every chair with silverware and dishes and candlesticks. You notice a side door off to one side, onto the right side, and then another one off to the left. Which way do you want to go? All that is in this room is this table with the stuff on it. There doesn't the seem to be any other, yeah, no, no other furniture, no other items at all, and you can tell that the whole room has been undisturbed for a long time. Curious. Um, is this Div- Divi's like first adventure, if you could even call it that? <laughs> yeah, Divi has. Um, Divi is not from Loot Pool originally, but they have been in Loot Pool for a long time, and it's kind of it. Like, that's all they've done. They've lived here. <laughs> okay. Alright, so I'm gonna look to Divi and say, alright, buddy, dealer's choice. Which way you wanna go? Divi glances left, then glances right, and then glances behind you guys. And Le- Leaving's you not an option. Ah, they sigh. Um, <laughs> let's let's go right, I guess. All this right. place is starting to freak me out a little bit. It's just like just feels weird. Are you getting a chill? Because I'm getting a little bit of a chill. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing the chill everywhere. <laughs> Being the chill. What do you mean by that? Um. So I see things. That not everyone else can see. They look at you with <laughs> wide eyes and go like, like, like what? Like, what do you see? What are you seeing right now? Do you see? And they look around. Dead people. See dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going to say that before you started saying that. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, I, I see spirits, and there have been. A couple of them following us right now. It almost seems like they want us to 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 be in here, like they're waiting for me to find something. So I feel like there's no reason to to worry. Make a perception check. Fourteen. You say that, and you feel a slight tugging um, on your shoulder on the side that Divi is not standing, uh, and you look over. So you feel this slight tugging, and then you feel this kind of warmth that you associate with Joe. When you came to this world, you felt her for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. And so now, all of a sudden, you're feeling it again. And there's a slight tugging pulling you to the right, to the same side that Divi was wanting to go through. At the same time, you feel like maybe there's a bit of alarm and a little bit of warning also. Oh, gosh. I really ate those words, didn't I? <laughs> so, do you head to the right? 
Curiosity killed the cat. Satisfaction brought it back, man. I just don't want Divi to get hurt. Whatever, whatever is ahead. But Joe's warning me, so maybe I shouldn't. I start walking towards the left then. Okay. To see if it changes. You move to go to the left, and it all of a sudden, the alarm spikes, and the fear spikes up, and it pulls you to the right again, harder Got this it. time, as if it's like, no, don't go that way. Okay. I'm going to talk to Divi now. Divi's looking around, and it, it definitely seems to be, like, kind of twitching. Like, they're worried about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Divi, I don't want you to worry. I have your back. But I need you to stay alert. I will. I, I'll be alert. I'm. I'm very alert. I'm more alert now than I've been in a long time. I'm very, 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 very alert. Uh, okay. Stay close to me, and then I start walking towards the right. So you make your way to the right. Mm-hmm. You open up the door. I'm assuming. Yes. And through the door is a stairway. It goes both up and down, or just... Just up. Just up? Okay. I turn to Divi, and I tell them, if anything goes wrong, promise me that you haul ass out of here. All right. All right. I will haul ass out of here. Okay, good. Let's go up these stairs, then. (laughs) Okay. I got your back, and they put their hand, like, kind of on your shoulder and follow you up the steps. (laughs) It, they follow you from behind and they're probably about the same height so actually it probably goes from your shoulder to like your waist and they're like like just lightly touching like holding onto the tails of your shirt mm-hmm. as you make your way up the steps I, I, I thought you were going to say that they were holding onto my tail <laughs> well I actually forgot you had a tail but I think they would be smart enough not to grab onto them. okay <laughs> Um, you make your way up the steps. There, there's dust just kind of falling around you in the air. The ash mm-hmm. has been picked up by the two of you, but other than that, it's very still. The air is still. Everything is quiet, and you enter the second floor through an open doorway, and it is another large room similar to the one you were just in mm-hmm. but this, there's desks littered around it and a couple table, small tables here and there and you can see like papers here and there and the whole place looks a little bit like it might be like an office space and it actually for the first time you notice like actual chaos in the area I mean, papers are thrown all over the place stuff has been knocked to the side Mm-hmm. Whereas the first the first floor it looked like nobody had ever been there even and it was just set up. This floor looks like people very quickly tried to get out of there. Are there any papers nearby? Like can I pick them up and see what, what's going on? Yeah. Um yeah, you and Divi make your way to like the first desk desk and there's a few papers on it and it's just it seems to be like reports of troop movements and I'm sorry what was that troop movements oh troop okay and there's another paper that has like supplies and the chain of supplies and you look at it and you notice the date on it and it is from about 30 years ago Tiffy moves up beside you real close looks at the paper and goes that's like that's from a long, long time ago, and they're like whispering very quietly here as they like glance around. Do you, mm-hmm. do you see? Do you do, are there dead people here? I fold up the paper and pocket it, and then okay. I look around to see if there's any of those spirits around. You glance around and you see three or four spirits just kind of chilling at desks. They're not any of the ones you have noticed before. They seem to have already been in this room. And as you are in this room looking at stuff, they're just silently watching you. Yeah, they're here, but they're just kind of sitting at their desk. They're not doing anything. Diffie sighs and goes, do you think it's like 
the people who might have been caught in the fire and they're just stuck here. Was there a fire here, though? Because it doesn't look like anything burned. I mean, the city around it's burned, and there is, there's ashes through this building. I don't really know the history of the city, but I assume there was like a fire in this area of town. Is, I mean, that's what it looked like. I don't know. Maybe it was something else. I have else. a question. Can I use Whispers of the Dead? Because I, I was like, oh, like, I can just ask one of the ghosts if, uh, like, the history. I would say, yeah. so far you haven't tried to talk to any of them. Okay. And they um, are just watching you, so you could try to talk to them and see what happens. Let's go up to the f- closest one, then. You start walking toward a desk about ten feet away, and Divi follows really closely behind. And so it's dark in here. Like, it is the middle of the day outside, but there seems to be not really much light in here. So mm-hmm. it's just because of your dark vision that you both are able to see, which luckily she has dark vision, too. Um, that was going to be a question I totally forgot to ask. <laughs> yeah, dr- most Dragonborns have dark vision, so. Awesome. Um they, the spirit watches as you walk up and does not say anything, just stares at you. How do okay. you, how do you want um, to approach them? Hey, how y'all doing? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Haskell. What happened here? The spirit looks at you and goes, we died. I throw my hands up in the air. Well, obviously. But I mean, can you be specific? I remember there being smoke and screams and fire. I remember there being shadows that moved. And I remember a darkness enveloping me. And then I woke up and nothing had happened. Hmm. But I was dead. Shadows. Can you explain more about the shadows? Shadows move. Shadows hide. Are all around you right now. It's dark in here. Watch where you're going. Watch what you're looking for. There are shadows. They just continue to stare at you. And they mutter under their breath, shadows. Shadows. Can I go to the next closest spirit? And I'm going to ask, is there something that you guys need me here for the spirit looks at you and looks at divi and looks at you upstairs that's it not would... ominous at all <laughs> <laughs> should i be worried about going upstairs find the, sh- <laughs> find the what shadows was the only door that we was the only door here the one that we came through, or is there another door to more stairs? On the far side of the room, opposite of where you came in, there is another door. Okay, let's go for that then. Okay, as you make your way through the desks and the spirits are watching you, you step through the next doorway, and again, you glance back at this room, and you spot the spirits from outside are all now standing at the far doorway watching you again. Okay, I, I'm going to address them all. Any insight would be nice, guys. <laughs> One of the shadows looks surprised that you said anything, and then steps forward and says, it is not for the dead to interfere with the living. Good luck. Well, that's a bullshit rule if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Let's go up the stairs. You go up the stairs and this stairway kind of goes up and then the landing and then starts wrapping its way around in almost a circular way and keeps going up for what you would assume is at least two more floors. Mm -hmm. And also you find yourself coming up through the floor of another room and you look around and it seems to be a, so the room is mostly empty. There's a pedestal in the middle that has something on it. The The area around the room, it looks like there's a lot of windows, but they've all been sealed shut. There's drawings on the walls as if a mad scientist was trying to work out some sort of formula. 
And as you look, you notice around the pedestal, there is a, it's almost like flames were exploding out from this pedestal onto the floor and out the area. And it looks like it could have just been an explosion based on that pedestal. And that's all you see. Wait, there, there's like actual flames, like the Goblet of Fire, or it no, like like burnt like flames. shadows of like yeah, like mark like the wood is burned in certain areas, like as oh. like washed across it. Are the windows high enough for me to reach? Are they low enough for you to reach? Low enough. Oh my god, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumbass. Uh, yeah, the windows are all about at head height. Um, are you you're entering the room and heading toward a window, like one of the yeah. sides? Yeah, I want to okay. see if I can open one up. I know you said they're sealed shut, but... Uh, make a perception. I rolled a 16, so 19. You approach the window, and Divi kind of stays back a little bit as you approach it. And you can see that there is, like, slight cracks in it where you can almost see the sunlight shining through. Mm-hmm. And as you approach it to see if you can break it open... Well... Let's just go with this. What is your AC? Oh, God. 14? As you... Oh, that's close. As you move toward the window, you feel a slight pull on you, like from before, from Joe. And Mm -hmm. you instinctually move with it. A beam of green light kind of just slides right by you. Oh. And now we're going to go into initiative. Um, so, Christ. I'm going to die. <laughs> this is a okay. lot of fun. This is not where I thought today was going to go. And I love it. Uh, I don't want to kill those guys. I got a nat 20. Ooh. So 23. You dodge to the side real quick because Joe's warning was just enough to keep you from being ugh. And you turn to face your attacker and Tivi goes I don't see anything and as you turn to face your attacker you notice a slight darkness in front of you that you can just barely make out a humanoid shape it moves slightly to the side and you can tell that it just it's not a spirit as much as a shadow moving across the area and you get to go first. All right. Okay. So this Shit. will be your this is your first combat encounter. It um, is. What type of weapon does Oh, you have well, you have your rainbow rapier for one thing. I do, yeah. I have the rainbow rapier. I also have two daggers. Your your face oh, to face. I also the... I also have yeah. my short bow, but I feel like that's not gonna be anything because we're in such short proximity. Yeah. I got 13, so that would be 18. Okay, so you hit it. You quickly pull out your your rainbow rapier of colors and stab into this shadow. Not even sure what it's going to do. Not even sure if you can do anything to this. Yeah. You stab through it, and then you roll damage. So roll the 1d8. Got a 10. You stab into this, and the sword, for a second, like, sh- it, like, sparks colors as it enters a shadow, and the shadow's form is a little bit more visible for a second as it happens. And it kind of pulls away, but you can tell you, you felt it hit, you felt it take damage, you know that with this magical item, you may be able to defeat these things. So you have your movement action, you have your attack action. And then you can do a bonus action if there is something you're able to do. Can I move towards Divi if Divi is still there? Yes. To kind of block. Yeah. What here's what I'll say. Right now the Phantom is in front of you. Divi is kind of to your left. You would have to disen okay. If you move away from a enemy that is within five feet of you, they will get attack of opportunity unless you disengage. You could take the cunning action to disengage and then move away from it. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Yeah, you quickly, you stab this thing with your sword and you quickly kind of like pull it out and roll away from the shadow and move toward Divi and you are now right up against Divi. Okay, cool, cool. 
doorway, pulling out a flat iron pan in both hands. <laughs> um, Gotta love that commitment. <laughs> so you did 10 damage. The shadow you hit has its turn. You move away from it and move next to Divi, and then it moves after you, and it is going to swing at you. Okay. And try to hurt you like it just got hurt by you. Um, Do I just have to take this, or...? So this will be a roll against your, your AC. So your AC is 13, correct? 14. 14? Okay. Yeah. It rolls a 6 with a plus 4. So it does not hit. Thank God. <laughs> So yeah, it it misses you and does not uh it like swings at you again, but as you're moving toward Divi, it it its little green beam kind of shoots past you and it doesn't manage to hit you, just hit the wall. And then Divi torn turns and as Divi turns toward it, they kind of their eyes start to glow a little bit. At first you're like, oh man, they're they look like they're really scared right now. And they, yeah, Divi Olsen shots out a 30 foot cone of acid straight oh at Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now everything in this room has to make a deck save. Oh god. Two outlines of shadows get hit by this acid, and you can see it somewhat burning them. Quickly, can I give can I give a uh, fucking Dewey a high five? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll say that's a free action. <laughs> awesome. It doesn't seem to harm them very much, though. Um, oh, great. But now you great. now beyond the shadow that you've already hit, there you can tell there are two more shadows moving towards you. They are no longer hidden because of Divi's breath. Divi then kind of steps about, like prepares their pans and looks at you it's like all right uh, do we run or do we stay i'm gonna stay do you want to stay and help me fight yeah let's do this and they they square up with their two tangled-esque pans i'm so glad divi came (laughs) along um Uh, that's the end of divi's turn but now we're up to Shadow number two and shadow number three. Oh, great. Okay, yes. The second shadow moves toward Divi and attacks them. Oh, no. I don't even know any of Divi's stats. If Divi (laughs) dies, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Okay, so they swing at Divi. We're going to do that. We're going to have them. The first one attacks Divi real quickly and luckily misses. And the second one is going to swing at you and gets a 14, which misses because that hits your ac so so far they're not doing very good at attacking you noise so now it is back up to your turn now i have have a question because i was going for the window and that son of a bitch was like "Uh uh-uh it only makes sense in my head that like light would damage these things that would make sense yeah um but i'm wondering if it if it's worth it if i could even like get to a window uh, I was going to say use my short bow really quick just to shoot it. But I don't know if that would even work. I would say you got close enough to the window to get a good look at it. And I would say you probably could tell that there isn't, like, it's going to take a little bit of strength to, to break open it. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll skip that plan then. Um, how close is the nearest shadow? There is one right in front of you. The okay, same so one I you don't. Okay, so I don't need to move. Nope. Okay. All right. So I guess we'll just do the same thing. We'll we'll go for a stab. So Wait, you got a roll stab again. At the, uh, roll a d twenty. Okay. Then add a plus six. I think it is. Plus six. Yeah, okay, I got a thirteen, deck. so nineteen. Yeah, you hit this thing. Um, I'm not going to have you roll damage because it did not have much health left. You. Okay. <laughs> You you pierce it a second time with your your rainbow rapier, and it all of a sudden goes fluorescent colors and sparkles and just explodes in a shower of color. You see it, the other two kind of like hesitate, 
and then Divi moves toward those two and attacks. Oh gosh. Divi strikes the one clo- the one that tried to attack her with one pan and then the next pan and manages to like kind of like bash it on both sides. Oh hell yeah. Get it, Divi. <laughs> it definitely doesn't seem like what Divi's doing is doing much damage to these things. They seem to be fairly not immune to the damage, but definitely like maybe her non-magical flat pans are not gonna be. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay, so because mine my rapier is magic, that's giving me the ability to actually damage them. It seems like she might be doing some some damage, but it's really hard for you to tell. Divi just attacked, and now these shadows get to go again. One of them swipes at Divi again. The one she just bashed with the pans. Okay. And she manages to kind of block the attack with one of her pans. Um, the other one flashes at you and hits you. It does uh, six damage to you. Okay. Like, it kind of reaches out a shadowy hand and touches you. And you feel yourself grow a little weaker. Like, it might be draining you of some essence. And now it is your turn again. Alright, I guess we're just gonna go with the old stab. Stabby stab. Stabby stab. Okay, hold on. Okay, roll your attack. Okay, 14, and that's plus the dexterity? Yeah, it's plus dex, plus modifier, or proficiency, and then plus one for the weapon. So it should always be a plus six. Plus six, oh, okay. Alright, so 20 then. Yep, you stab into the, the second shadow of uh, roll damage. And that is a d8. I only got a three, but I also plus get plus your, one for that, right? Plus one and plus your dex. Seven. Oh, the shadow reels back as you hit it with its, your shiny rainbow sword <laughs> that I will point <laughs> out my every time. Super gay sword. <laughs> super gay sword, pridefully announcing. Um, and then Divi kind of steps up and goes to attack the one you just attacked. And they... Man, Divi's really good for having terrible stats. They, she's not doing any damage! Well, she's doing enough damage. She, okay. doing max damage, actually. Well, oh, not shit. max. Oh. They're, they're not immune, they're resistant. Which means they take half damage to most types. Oh, okay, okay. So, but... Divi just rolled eight damage, which half of that is four, which is enough to she like swings both pans at the same time and smacks this thing like right in the middle, and it just kind of pops. The shadow pops and fades away to nothing. I love that's her signature move, right? Yeah, just yep. slamming the both of them together. <laughs> the second one, the last one that you can see, so it attacks Divi and rolls very shitty. And then it it misses Divi, and then it tries to hide. So I need you to make a perception roll, I think is what it is. Rolled an 11, and perception is wisdom, plus 3. So 14, please be enough. <laughs> so you roll a 14. It, it attacks Divi, and then it just seems to fade from both of your view, and you are not sure where it is. Oh, great. We love that. So it is now your turn. Um, you don't know where the third shadow is. Divi is kind of standing beside you, looking around. But it's like I don't, I don't see anything. Can uh, I don't want to hurt Divi. Can I suggest that we both run for a window at the same time? You look at Divi and basically say, "Let's open a window." <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, I have a crowbar, so I feel like I can run at it with a crowbar. Oh, cool. Yeah, you. you- you take off, you and Divi take off running to the closest window. Um, make a strength check. Oh, Lord. Please roll high. Please roll high. Okay, I got a 16, and my strength is negative one, so 15. Yeah, you guys take off running from the top of the steps where you've been kind of fighting these things off. And mm-hmm. as you start to run, you hear Divi grunt in like a little bit of pain. Oh no. And you see this like greenish energy like kind of sap out of her as she moves away from wherever this thing was hiding. But you make it to this window and you hit 
you just jam your crowbar into like a little area and you pop. It just pops open. The whole window all of a sudden is open and sunlight comes beaming into the room where probably there has not been light in 30 years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden behind you where you guys just left, there is a very clear outline of a shadow person. Uh, it's technically, I think, Divi's turn. Divi makes it to the window, and she's actually going to try to pry, grab and pry open another window. And she manages to do that and kind of turns. And now there's two windows wide open, and this room is filling with light, and the, the yeah. airflow is causing dust to come up, and you can see a very, very clear outline of this creature. And it is now your turn. Um, it, how close it is it? It recoils from the sun. So you're going to attack it? Yeah, I keep asking how close it is, but it's a 20-foot room, so there's no moving. I forgot you said that. Yeah, um, basically, you move five, you take a step and can slash at it. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do that. Hold on, let me roll. 19, baby. Ooh, nice. Plus six, 25. Yeah. Yeah, you hit. I mean, this thing's AC is only 12. And I got uh, a six for the D8, 10. Yeah, you you quickly, in like a repost fencing move, sl- <laughs> slash into this thing. And the sunlight has, it's recoiling from the sunlight at the same time. And it just disappears into nothingness. And now there is quiet, and you do not see anything else in this room other than the middle area, basically, where there was. Did we just... fucking do it? Yep, you got it. Hell yeah! Do 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 do! You won your first combat encounter. Oh hell yeah! Can I go check on um, Divi? Make make sure she's okay. Yeah, you can. You can see Divi looks winded, and like she doesn't have any physical harm to her that you can tell. Like these creatures don't physically harm you, but kind of drain you a little bit. And oh, so she's looking, okay. She's looking extra winded. Aww. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pat her on the shoulder and and just tell her I'm proud of you. He smiles and says, "That wasn't exactly sneaky, but that was fun, I guess." Hey, practice is practice, and if you're gonna be a thief, you gotta know how to fight. I guess that's true. You did amazing. That sword. Where do you get that sword? That thing is crazy. Found it in that house the other day. Just really? got real lucky. That's awesome. I want to check out that pedestal, that podium. I think you said it yep. was. Yep, 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 yep. Roll an investigation roll investigation? on the pedestal. Yep. Oh, God. My investigation's not super great. Hold on. I get a 10. My investigation is 1. Probably not that great. <laughs> so you, you walk over to this pedestal with Divi, and you're both kind of looking at it, and there's an orb on it that doesn't seem to be anything special. Like, it's just kind of sitting there and not glowing, not anything. It's just a plain kind of clear orb. There is, like, a little... That's fun. A little, like, stick of what looks like could be makeup. More like eyeliner. And that's all you see. You can't really tell what this orb does. It doesn't. You don't know if this orb was anything special. Honestly, you just you just see this orb and this tube of eyeliner or whatever you want to call it. And Divi doesn't know either. Yeah, Divi has no clue whatsoever. Nice. Divi's like, that is that like human makeup right there? Like, what are you gonna do with that? Why would? Why is this like this place is so weird and so many? Like, you said spirits, and all there is is an orb and makeup i don't i don't understand can i take the the stick of makeup yeah go ahead okay i'll take that and and i look at divi and i'm like well maybe i can ask temper maybe he knows something so you're gonna take the orb oh i can take the orb yeah i thought that shit was like bolted in nope it's not bolted in yeah you pick it up it's like a a handful it's a like a fushigi yeah like a fushigi orb it's like if you maybe had two or three more you can become the goblin king um we love that (laughs) (laughs) david bowie is always a goal gotta channel that bowie wherever you go okay and i have to amend the 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 eyeliner thing is like because this is a medieval world is kind of in like a vial type looking thing but it had it's corked by a paintbrush-esque i mean as a as a woman in this world you would recognize it as makeup but it's also kind of a a really black makeup. 
Okay. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I feel like I can picture it. You can now add a crystal orb of unknown origin and unknown power to your inventory and a, a thing of eyeliner. So you guys find this orb and you open up the windows. You just going to head back downstairs? Yeah, I want to see if the spirits are still there. If if they have anything to say, like were they you trying to walk- sacrifice me to this thing, or <laughs> you walk downstairs, you enter the the room with all the desks, and nobody's there, no spirits or anything. Um, you make your way down to the first floor, and there's nobody there. Kind of just head out of the building with Divi in tow. She definitely looks very worn, like she might need to go lay down. Um, like that thing took half of, her, half of her hit points in one hit. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you step outside, and there are still a good number of spirits roaming around this area. But they seem a little bit more lively now than they did before. But it is still more than you're used to seeing. And... Th- and a bunch of them kind of glance at you, and you see one or two almost bow towards you, but then keep kind of wandering the area. Like, you did something, but you're not sure if it was enough. Divi makes, like, one more feeble attempt at picking your pocket, but you can tell she's not fully into it right now. Uh, she's like, I, oh, I'll do better tomorrow, but I think I need to go home and get some rest. I, I'm glad I took tonight off, because I don't think I could work. Oh man, whatever that was, whatever those things were, they uh they took a lot out of me. Oh, you I can bet. see her. Well, she like leans against a building wall and like watch it, look is at you. Well, I think you did really great in there, and I'm glad that I had you to have my back. Yeah, that was that was terrifying and fun at the same time. Um, my throat burns a little bit because doing that acid breath really doesn't feel all that great, but I'm glad it was helpful. Yeah, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a dragonborn. We can kind of all do that. It's just not something like, how often do you think I have a use for that? <laughs> True. Well, you're the first dragonborn, so it's been an honor watching you do your acid thing. Yeah, well, it was it was an honor watching you fucking rapier the hell out of the shadows. That was that was awesome. Ah, all right, I'm going home. Okay. Um, Get some rest, man. D- yeah, Debbie, Debbie makes her way home <laughs> to sleep off the the injury that she has sustained. You make your do you make your way back to Tempers? Yeah, if if I can, I I want to show him the the orb and see if he has anything to say. Yeah, you get you get back to Tempers, and he's in the forge making I don't know something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> real descriptive i know uh he's making like he's working like uh, a metal uh a flatware set or something of like mm-hmm. forks and not stuff. some not anything too fancy like he's definitely just making it for every people um, yeah you kind of you kinda get his attention and pull him to the side he looks at this crystal and goes well that's a pretty oh i don't i don't know anything about magical items so i well you expect no, uh, we take it to one of the the stores, the the uh, the appraisals or appraisers or artificer or something, and see if they can tell what it is. But I I have no idea. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Yeah, uh, go to uh, go to Arner's. You know, yeah, go to Arner's. He'll he might know what it is. I don't know. Uh, he's kind of an uh, appraiser that will ex accept sketchy items and like you've definitely used them for some of your little thievery here and there and it's he's a he's a safe person for you guys to take your stuff to okay cool cool do you want to do that now or do you want to do something else yeah if we can do that now that'd be awesome (laughs) yeah i mean this has completely not gone anywhere i expected and i love every second of it uh (laughs) (laughs) i like to keep you on your toes Oh, that's like the number one thing about D&D is nothing ever goes as the DM expects. So you you go a few blocks into the, like, north into the slums a little bit. It's probably in the same area as your bar that you usually frequent, actually. And mm-hmm. you go to the shop, and this guy has, a, like, a small, crappy little shop, basically. It's got 
a number of books. Like he he it's called Arnor's Books and More. You walk into the store and on one side there's a bunch of bookshelves with I would say very cheaply published books and crappy books and like think all those really bad romance novels that people just turn out like crazy um that, have, that always have like the same picture of like a buff dude with a tiny woman <laughs> yep buff dude tiny woman huge but bosom um swanning <laughs> over him yeah and it's all like really terrible like titles you kind of walk in and he you can see him sitting in a chair off to the side just kind of lazily like reading a book as you walk in he glances up sees you and nods and goes ah you got anything good today yeah actually if um if you're up for it can you tell me anything about this and pull out the orb and place it i'm assuming there's like a like a counter or something yeah he's got a little counter in front of him okay so yeah i place that on it and then pull the nightliner out and put it right next to it he glances at nightliner and goes oh well that's that's just nightliner i mean that's you can buy that at any alchemist shop it it makes you see things a little bit better i guess that's basically it uh it's worth a little bit of gold if you want to hawk it um i could probably give you 10 15 gold pieces for it no problem uh and then he (laughs) starts looking at the crystal at first he kind of like "Eh, whatever and then he starts looking at a little bit deeper and then he pulls out a pair of glasses and he's kind of just looking closely at it and like a few minutes go by and then a few more minutes go by and you see him picking it up and looking into it and he sets it down and he he looks at you and he goes well it's a crystal that's about all i can tell it's magical but i i honestly like i haven't seen anything like this and i have no idea what the hell it is i'd love to be like oh yeah this is worth a lot of money or whatever but i i can't tell you it could be it could be worth five gold it could be worth a thousand gold for all i know and i i can't help you with that you're gonna have to take that somewhere with actual magical people like yeah. a wizard probably you know anyone around here <laughs> uh he scratches his head well the only wizard in the slums that used to be able to check that used to live in the tower and he's been gone 30 years um you could take it to Hold on. You could take it to the market. (laughs) Huh? He looks at you. What? I got this from the tower. He takes a step back from it and he goes, you got that from the tower. The tower that nobody's been in or even entered in like 30 years. You pull a fucking crystal ball out of it. The tower that caused the worst fire and the most death in this town. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know that was a part of it, but I pull out the the paper that has the date on it out of my pocket and hand it to him. I was there. <laughs> he looks at it and he goes, fuck me, Hoss. Uh, I know you're new to town, but still, that, like, 30 years ago, that tower just exploded. It wasn't, like, the tower, nothing happened to the tower that we can tell, but, like, a fucking huge-ass explosion radiated from it. And that's why half the slums are slums. This used to be a nice part of town. And then that took out a huge section of it. Like, fire was fought for days. And when it was all done, the only thing left standing was that tower. And, like, it looked like it hadn't been touched. Nobody's gone in that thing since then because nobody wants to risk whatever the hell set that off. Well, I'm happy to report we, uh, we killed the things in the attic and pretty sure nothing else is there now so if you wanted to go check it out he puts his face in his his hand for a second and just kind of rubs his eyes because ah, yeah i'm not checking that out um, <laughs> is there any other wizard or warlock or something that maybe could tell me more about this i feel like something's missing and i don't know well you could you could take it to the temple on the west side the priest there might be able to tell you something uh otherwise you'd have to take it to the the cave market and find oh hold on a second let me see uh he he like pulls out a little book and opens it up and starts leafing through it and goes uh there's a gnome there named brightus 
I would I would say take it to a legit. Uh, if you take it to him, he might be able to tell. He should be able to tell you what it is. I'd send you to someone legit, but if I did that, you you might not get anything for this, and they might have a lot more questions for you that you don't want to answer. So, uh, fair enough. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, but do you want do you want gold for the the, the nightliner, or do you want to keep that? Um, I think I'll keep it. All right. Yeah, well, sounds good to me, I guess. Uh, sorry I couldn't be more help. Sorry, right, thanks. He nods and then goes back to reading his 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 uh, trashy romance novel that he's got in his hand. Um, <laughs> uh, I think we're going to call it there for the night. Uh, okay. The intro and outro music for Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is done by Parker Hyde, another player of ours. And I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you next time.